I get I, so like I I don't know why, but a lot of times people will tell me I look like people like a, a famous person or whatever, and it's always always wrong. Today I got Oscar Isaac three different times, which I, I just, again I'm I'm happy. Thank you. He's a good looking man. I'm fine with it, that compliment. I don't the look hair. a thing like him. That's exactly what I said. It's probably just the hair. Uh, other ones that I get that I do not understand are Pete Wentz. No. Nope. Well, I don't know you have how to, you have that to, at all. You have to see him unshaven. I, I also... I, I've he, known Nikki for Wentz. three years. <laughs> Pete Wentz also has to, like, gain some shades of roundness uh, and other things. I don't look anything like him. Uh, another one I get um, is Bruno Mars, and I think that's just because we're short brown men. Uh, I don't remember anything else. Jay, I'm sure you've gotten that one. And the one that I keep getting out here that really does not make sense to me is Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> no. no, I see that. I see that the most out of all of them. I I don't I know. Do. I see that I the mo- I see, I see that the most out of all of them. So there is a guy that comes to my job. He doesn't even talk speak to me by my name. He only calls me Jimmy Fallon. And I'm just like not what do you have to meet. I have to, I see the guy way too often. <laughs> Not funny when he does runs the joke into the ground, but I digress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I fun fact from a guy who's worked in retail for far too long. Every customer <laughs> runs every joke into the ground. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I mean, and they all think that that time that they did it is like there's like ah, best version of that one. <laughs> God, do I hate you. Crush this one. I crushed uh, it. Uh I'd kind of like to say something in the same vein as Nikki, but like when we do these, then, you know, we have the video on, obviously, like I spend most of my time just looking at myself and thinking about how <laughs> handsome I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Cause we, we don't, uh, I oh, usually get, Oh, come on. My little Puerto Rican poo bear. Yeah. Don't say that about oh, so don't you butter me. <laughs> Thank up. you for the episode title. <laughs> I always get Evan Turner. Oh, they, that is yeah. Yes, that is spot it's on. Pretty fucking close. I get Evan Turner. I get Taj Maori. Um, who else have I gotten? In college, people said I look like Obama. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Same fade. That's ridiculous. Kinda. That's ridiculous. No, you don't look it, I mean, like it's, him. it's a it's a stretch, but it's not it's not out it's not egregious. It's not outrageous. You both have kind of like circular heads. You guys got yeah. circular heads. <laughs> I do have a circular head. That's just true. Um, sort of like this sounds weird. Like uh, this is I, admittedly this is weird to say, but I've already started, so I can't stop. Love it. I kind of no, have stop. a similar mouth. <laughs> Congratulations, Ted. You're now on a fucking uh, list. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I know. Because I started talking, I was like, uh, "You're on a list." You know, it's being recorded, right? Fuck. Uh, <laughs> we are definitely recording. <laughs> oh my god. Well, let's get started, shall we? Welcome yeah, back, y'all. This is NBA, the podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit, but we mostly talk a lot of shit. Today, we talked about who we look like. Tad commented on my mouth. Um, we're off to a great start this week. Hey boy, you got a dirty uh, mouth. <laughs> <laughs> one time, one time we went to Mexico on vacation and my dad and I were hanging out the, at the bar and this woman who said she was 32, but had a full head of gray hair and looked every bit of 47 was very, very drunk on tequila. And I was like 11 years old, maybe. And she looked at me and she goes, 
you got a really pretty mouth. <laughs> she goes, you like, <laughs> you look, you look like you'd be fun to make out with. And I was just like, uh, thanks. And my dad's like, we're gonna, we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna leave now. Gonna go. <laughs> Do you remember? I was thinking about this when I was back in Iowa City a few weeks ago for the Iowa Penn State football game. And like, you know, I'm like, you know, getting pretty drunk tailgating. Uh, but like, you know, you're walking by like little kids, like families, you know, they're, you know, oh, we're going to the football game, that sort of thing. It, do, do you remember like when you were a kid, like how jarring it was for the first time when you saw somebody just absolutely fucking hammered? It yes. was just like, you're just like, daddy, what's wrong with that guy? <laughs> you know? Why are they falling? And they also <laughs> can't talk correctly. It's literally like you, as a kid, you don't, I mean, you don't, you don't know. Yeah. But you're going to learn one day. Why is uncle Phil <laughs> spitting on me? He's just <laughs> spitting on me. I don't know what's going on. Um, fucking a, well, I am your host, uh, co-host Jay Quiles, AKA Evan Turner. Apparently who knew, uh, from the West coast. Introduce yourself, sir. My brother from another mother. Quiles. AKA Jimmy Fallon, apparently. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, and uh, and last but not least, introduce yourself, sir. You do not give us a, a celebrity lookalike. Oh, uh, Tyler Hansbro. Is he a celebrity? <laughs> in uh, in this arena, sure. sure, sure, sure. I don't, I don't know. That's tough. I'd have to really think about Tyler that. I, I look like, uh, I oh, I look like that guy. Um, he was in that movie. He played a generic white guy number three. I know who you look like. I know who you look like. You look like Adam Grant, the guy from Adam Ruins Everything. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Can we get pictures of you in a suit? I'm going to hold on. I'm going to screen share. Yeah, there's Give one on my Instagram. One second. Give me one second. Uh, I'm going to okay. pull this up right now. Oh, this is going to be great. Now, you don't wear glasses, so that changes things a little bit. You also kind of look like Tyler Lipnicki, like as an older man. Are you talking about Jonathan Lipnicki? Yep, that's what I mean. I, will, yes. I would like to show you. Do you, you know guys. what he looks like now? I, I, yeah. I would like to show you a photo of myself as a child. I used to look exactly like him when he was in Jerry Maguire as a young boy. We were the same age, and we look literally like twins. I swear to God. Oh, you could have uh... – <laughs> I'm only saying this because this is what someone said to me today. If you're like the same age, same size, looked like him, you could have been a stunt double. I did have that's a what the guy I, said to me today. He said good. I could have been. Os- that's that was what he was. He was like, "You look like Oscar Isaac. You could probably be a stunt double." Like as if like I was just gonna. Yeah. It's no. Okay. Tell no, me that's not Ted. I don't Ted. want. I don't want. Th- no. <laughs> Tell me that's not Ted. Tell me that's not Ted. Find a better one. <laughs> look at him. It's fucking Tad. Find a better one. I don't it want is so Tad. It is. Videos. I hate him. Please. Oh, that is Tad else. to a T, dude. Damn it. I'm gonna find it. Wait, Jay, scroll back up real quick. (laughs) Uh huh. Why the fuck does it say a little bit down DIY Adam costume as if it like for like Halloween? I'm assuming it's a suit. All you need is (laughs) a a suit. I think think it's it's supposed to be humorous. It's all the things, dude. Oh, yeah. Snazzy pocket square. I'm about to make a great point. Yeah. So hold on though. Um, real quick. It it is me. It is Tad. (laughs) Hi. I don't look like this fucking jabroni. And uh, it's Tad, aka Markeenan and Kel Fultz. Oh, nice. Very nice. I've been on that one since yesterday, and I wanted to get that out, but you fucking made me look like this (laughs) ass clown. I don't know. He's got a successful television show. It's on Netflix. Are you looking up Jonathan Lipnicki? Come on, man. Yeah, of course. I got to see it now. Yeah, look at 2019, though. Yeah, he's not uh, 
He's not the same. He, he, he hasn't. Uh, he didn't age terribly. Look at this shit, dude. He no, fucking aged that, great. Yeah, he swole Look at that. Jacked as shit. Got a got the star of David on his torso. What's <laughs> interesting? What's interesting? Yeah. What's interesting what? That was from when that was when he went, uh, auditioned to be the bear Jew. What's <laughs> What's interesting about that is I also look like that without no. my shirt on. Everybody so, knows that. Yeah, this is a more <laughs> apt comparison. He's got weird uh, nipples. People, somebody came up to me the other day and was at the gym and was like, bro, you are shredded. <laughs> I was like, now, yeah. Now this, now this, now this, this episode is getting derailed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do they ever not? That's fair. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what? No, that's more appropriate right there. There he is. Look Perfect. At that. There's Tad. Yeah, There's that Tad. was me. Like, honestly, roughly seven years ago. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, we have fun. Well, guys, this is episode one twelve of NBA. We've got some hot, hot, hot topics for you this week, and we're gonna start this week's episode. I don't shop at Hot Topic. Who does? Um, Weird kids that don't really fit in in circles in high school, mostly. This is this is true. My my girlfriend, my girlfriend was one of them. (laughs) I was one of them. Mm. I bought a lot of band t-shirts. I, uh, what do I, th- I still I would say I still buy t-shirts from yeah. Hot Topic. We, All right, we well now I was just mean. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the first topic today on the agenda, which is the NBA's proposed schedule changes. So, um, the league had some very significant meetings uh, a couple weeks back about some changes that are potentially going to happen in the 2021-2022 season. Um, most of them are proposals. Nothing is currently in action, but I wanted to run through them with you guys today and get your thoughts on the proposed changes. So um, this article is provided to us by USA Today. Shout out to USA Today. So proposal Thanks, number USA one Today. is shortening the NBA season. And let me go through each of them, and then we'll, we'll, give, uh, we'll give opinions on each. So proposal number one is a 78-game regular season cutting down from 82. This has been something that's been hotly debated, reducing the schedule, making it a little bit shorter – um to make it a little bit more appealing turns out the i heard something on i don't remember what which podcast it was but like the viewing numbers on television are going down but the viewing numbers overall like on the internet the nba youtube channel all that shit is like skyrocketing so it's like this weird back and forth between the two mediums but okay so that's proposal number one proposal number two and this is a hotly debated one is an in-season tournament now the early the early thoughts on this in-season tournament is that they will not count towards wins for the season, but there will be potential stipulations towards uh, draft odds or draft picks, things of that nature. So this would be an in-season tournament, ideally catered towards the lower uh, tier teams in the NBA, the teams that are maybe not um, looking as if they are trending towards uh, the playoffs. Uh, Play-in games for the playoffs. So basically having – uh, seven seeds covered on both sides, or I guess six seeds covered. Well, seven seeds covered on both sides, and then two potential teams playing uh, the nine and ten seed playing for the eight seed overall. Um, so basically, one playing game for East and West as a way to then have a little bit of competitiveness in uh, going into the playoffs, kind of like the Minnesota Denver game that happened a couple years ago when the winner was basically going into the playoffs. That was a very entertaining game. Um, so the NBA is proposing that. Uh, reseeding of the final four. So basically taking everyone that is going through the playoffs and then reseeding based on highest to lowest tiers um, as we approach the semifinals. Um, And that is 
it. So let's start with the first proposed change, guys. Reducing the NBA schedule from 82 games to 78 games. How are you guys feeling about a reduction in games overall? I'm I'm fine with it. I I think I and I think yeah, like you're saying how like the TV ratings have gone down. I think that is because like you know people get tired of watching games. Not not everyone. There's still people who will watch every single game. Uh, but there are people who are like, yeah, I get a little tired, and it's. I bet you it's probably like during the middle of the season where they get like the least amount of views for sure for games. Like maybe like after, right after the, after the All Star game, it seems like I bet you where the break happens. Well, and we also um, said too, like in the first week of the NBA, like there's too many games on each night. It's so hard to really watch. Yeah, it's, it's hard to watch all the games. Game. It's like there's certain days where there's like seven, eight, nine games on. It's just it's impossible to watch all of them. No, I mean, yeah. unless <clears throat> unless your full-time job. Right, exactly. And even then, those guys are recording. Like, yeah, Zach Lowe records right. and watches it afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the guys yeah. from the starters and stuff do that, too. No, no, no. I, I'm with you there. Um, this is stupid, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to tell you why it's stupid. Um, <clears throat> I was reading this uh, very same article. Uh, reducing the schedule by four games – I'm just reading this directly from the article. Doesn't address load management or significant minutes played for players. This isn't even expected to reduce the number of back-to-backs for teams. That's the only reason. That all this does is allows for the in-season tournament, which I also think is fucking stupid. And we'll get okay. to that. Moment. Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea uh, either. In-season tournament. Like, I'm sorry. Like, what, what are we? Are we? Fu- is this fucking college basketball? I like college basketball. I watch a ton of it. It's great. I enjoy it a lot. As much basketball media as I can consume. I like to consume it. Uh, it is hard because I also really love hockey, um, but hockey goes on the back burner for basketball. So here's the thing. This is dumb. If I'm all for shortening the schedule, if it means fewer back-to-backs, like players get more rest, so you right. have you know, rest nights yeah. where, hey, like they're not playing back-to-back, so yeah, load management and that sort of thing doesn't become uh, as much of a factor. So yeah, sure. Shortened schedule for a fucking dumbass in-season tournament. Fuck out of here. I'm sorry. This shit annoys me to no end. Like, dude, what is this a fucking WWE? Like we have to fucking resort to gimmicks to fucking get people to watch the fucking game. Fuck that. Viewership has declined this year. It didn't decline the year prior. It didn't decline the year prior to that. In fact, they got unbelievably lucrative TV contracts. It's a down year. That's literally it. Like, I, and I understand like people are cord cutting, yada, yada, whatever. Here's the fucking thing with as many streaming services and that sort of thing as there are, eventually somebody's going to say, Oh, I have a brilliant idea. What if we bundled all the streaming services together? And guess what? We're going to be right back to fucking cable. It's exactly what's going to happen. It's fine. This is an answer to a non-existent problem. This is stupid. Fuck it. I don't like it. I I agree with you in the sense that I like- think the end season tournament's stupid as fuck. Well, and we'll get to I'll, that. I'll say yes to that. We'll get to that here in a second. I, I will say with the 78-game regular season, I completely agree with Ted. If the intent of shortening the season is so that you are playing far less back-to-backs and it does lead to less uh, rest for players, which then leads to more star players playing more consistently, which then leads to a better product because people watching the games, either in person or on television, are able to enjoy the stars that they want to see, I'm all for it. If we're reducing the games for the sake of – now, here's the thing reducing the games reduces the money like it's hard for me to see owners signing up for this unless to tad's point that in-season tournament becomes a thing right because each game lost is 
revenue lost. That's ticket sales lost. That's another game that that player is not playing in which they're not getting paid for. So it's, it's um, these, those two things to, to me must go hand in hand in order for this to even remotely work, which I guess since we're already talking about it, let's just skip straight to it. And then we can come back to the other ones. Let's talk about the end season tournament. Oh, I guess that is the second one. Fuck yeah. That's the second one. Yeah. Um, so the in-season tournament. So you guys, Nikki, you, you kind of had already kind of alluded to your opinion. So you're, you're not into the in-season tournament. No, I think that's dumb as hell. The in-season tournament seems really pointless, especially if it's just like, oh, we're going to have like the shittier teams kind of play against each other. Unless it's like, all right, guys, you guys all sucked all year. Now you have to be good in order to get the number one seed. But then that's also kind of dumb. Well, so, but that's, that's, so that's, my, that's my take on this whole thing. I also lean towards an in-season tournament that doesn't go towards your season record seems pointless to me. Yeah. However, however, the early proposal is, as I mentioned, the season, I mean, the the in-season tournament would be something that would then potentially lead to whomever wins or the top two teams or three teams finishing in this tournament, whoever falls into that order potentially increases the likelihood that they have a higher draft pick, which would would additionally deter people from tanking because it doesn't become a thing anymore. Like the way that people get higher, higher draft picks is less about putting a, a shitty product on the court and more about like performing in this in-season tournament. And to add to that, Nikki, you're absolutely right. When you mentioned the middle of the season is the lull leading up to the all-star break. People love competitive basketball if there's a tournament with something on the line, now you've got some games in the middle of the season that actually have some meaning, which could potentially lead to a better product being on the court. That's my that's my that's my biggest rebuttal with the whole thing. Here I, is one I do thing. Dis, I do agree that it's like a silly idea because like it's counterintuitive. You you're cutting games, but also you're adding an in season tournament, which really just lengthens the season. So it, yeah. it's silly to me. But and I, here's the thing, real quick, with the in season tournament. A big problem. Let's say you do put it about about the third quarter, the second half, beginning of the second half, or you know somewhere in, I guess, right around like a third of the way into the second half. Um, if you were to do something like that, then the rest of the season, whoever those teams lost, now they're definitely not going to care. So now those 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 are games that are definitely not going to get watched. Yeah, but they were going to be sh- shitty anyways. I guess. I guess. You know what I mean? I- I, I think to the point that I made about the shortened season, these two things have to go hand in hand because these owners want to make their money back. And this is a money-making opportunity. It's a money grab. It's a money grab tournament. Could be interesting. It could be interesting because it creates that competitive basketball in the middle of the season, which is typically like the doldrums of the NBA season. It's when get, shit gets boring. Yeah. Do you want, but that do means you want, at the halfway point of the season, you're going to be like, all right, we don't think these five teams are going to do shit. No, well, it's, it's, it's not about that. It's just, it's all about standings. Where are you at right now? Do you want, do you want my opinion? Please. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> Done. If you want a fucking midseason tournament, move to fucking Europe and go kick a fucking ball around the ground. Soccer sucks ass. Soccer leagues make no fucking sense. I love it. It's stupid. This like so fucking dumb. Holy shit. Like, what does this do? This, the, the, I have zero interest in watching this. 
And okay, let me let me put it this way. I have zero interest in watching this and I love basketball. I watch it every day. Literally, literally every day. I pay $200 a year so that I have access to every game and have How about I this? My shitty team that I like. I watch their game, but I still pay the money. This is this is this is it's just it's it's so dumb. Like I am a I I'm a diehard basketball fan, and I give two fucks about this. Like I am shipping this idea hard. The casual fan does not give a fuck. There is nothing on the line here. Oh, maybe a better draft pick, dude. Who gives a fucking shit? Like it, it, honestly, I think teams tune in. I not teams. I think fans turn it into games like of their team when they're tanking. To like see like are they gonna get a better draft pick? Like what does our young talent look like? Dude, I mean Orlando has been shit for years prior to last year, and I was watching tons of games. You know why? Because we drafted all these young players that were like fun and exciting to watch. And yeah, we suck, but it's like like what if one of these guys ends up being a star? Like I want to see that. I do not give a shit about some gimmicky fucking dumb thing. This is so stupid. Like, honestly, you want more attention and eyes on basketball? Do a fucking Royal Rumble like they do in WWE. I'd like to watch fucking LeBron chuck Zion Williamson over the fucking top. You know what I'm saying? I'd like to see Anthony Davis do a fucking flying elbow on the James Harden. Like, I'll watch that, but I'm not watching (laughs) it. I have a suggestion. Is it going to be great? No, but I, I, I think maybe I, it would be able to work. You sold better. me already. Thank you. <laughs> what if? Is it going to be you, great? No, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> you lower the amount of games, and you do this little tournament for seeding. I do like the idea of like if you're really shitty, then you have to f- at least play good for a little bit of a tournament in order for you to get that number one seed. Exactly. And it then d- the rest it deters can do people lottery. from thinking. I think what you can do is do the how, normal. How in what world does? Hold on, I'm sorry, Nikki. I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I just I, I sat and listened to you guys talk for a, a few minutes. <laughs> well, I don't think it's going to deter people from tanking because if you just and, tank and, how and does, then how played does, amazingly it, during that tournament, then you get the number one seed. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Like Nikki sort of alluded to this point earlier. Like it. It doesn't make any sense. Like, you, how are you preventing teams from tanking? Like, oh, they, like, okay, so we're we're thinking you might be the 11 seed, and you won the tournament, so you get the first pick. Like, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. There's no way to like roundabout like and say like, oh, well, you guys are the bottom. You know, like it, honestly, if anything, it incentivizes teams to tank more because it's like, okay, so the bottom, you know, 12 teams, six from each conference, you guys each get to, to play in this tournament for the first pick. So it's like, oh, like it's a race to the bottom because then I can play in this tournament and I can get the first. Like, it, honestly, yeah, okay, but here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There is no thing. You're wrong. Shut no, up. No, no, no. Well, I'm just to, <laughs> to, to rebuttal that point. In order to tank, like really tank, you need to do what the 76ers did a couple years ago, which is basically have zero NBA players on your roster. So the likelihood of you winning a tournament that then increases the chances of you getting number one pick when you filled your roster with G leaguers or D yeah, G leaguers, like it's, it's unlikely. So like your, your argument, I understand it, but it's flawed because the whole idea of like tanking is you put a, 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 a substantially inferior product on the court by having less than NBA players. You're not going to win a tournament with less than NBA players, especially not with a team that's like the 11th best team in the Eastern Conference. That team will they'll they'll win, but the teams that are on the lower ilk, they have an incentive to play well in this tournament to lock themselves into that yeah. pick that they well, so desperately need. 
my my suggestion was at the end of the season, you take the bottom three teams from each con- conference. So it's like a six-team uh, tournament that happens during the first round of the playoffs, and it's all one game elimination. Yeah, Bill Simmons has had like a similar um the end of the season, idea. the bottom three bottom three teams from each conference play in a tournament and that determines the the seating. But they're all just one game elimination. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, would, I like I like I would that add idea. a little bit. I, I like that idea. But it doesn't it's yeah. It doesn't solve the problem of tanking. I think the entire point yeah. of this tournament was to like avoid tanking like in a real sense. Um it's it's difficult to do it because the, the, if you give somebody a higher chance of getting a draft pick based on their record, then they're incentivized to suck. And it's just yeah. always going to be that way until you change that. Um, all right, let's I move wanna, on to the I next wanna, one. I want to just, I want to just talk about something real quick. Okay. 2012 to 2013 NBA TV ratings, 2.9. Yep. NBA. This is just on, this is just on ABC. 2013 to 14, 2.3. 2014 to 2015, 2.2. 2015 to 2016, 2.3. 2016 to 2017, 1.9, which arguably that was like kind of, I mean, that that's obviously a, a pretty bad dip. Uh, 2017 to 2018, 2.2. 2018 to 2019, 2.2. Now here's where it gets interesting. 2011 to 2012, which was a lockout shortened season, saw a, like the highest rating uh, since 1999-2000, which had a rating of 3.3. Again, I want to clarify, this is only on ABC. Um, 3.3 was the lockout shortened season. So the argument for fewer games, that that makes sense. The argument for fewer games for this dumbass tournament doesn't make any sense because, yes, viewership has gone down in the last, like, eight years, but it had, it, it dropped and then it, it, it evened out. It plateaued. Like, we, we had the same rating last year as we did the year before. We had the same rating last year as we did the year before despite the fact that, uh, like, last year – like in the year before, like the Warriors winning was a fucking foregone conclusion. Um, And I I'd like to, I'd like to just go back further. If you don't mind, uh, 2004, 2005, 2.3, 2005, 2006, 2.2, 2006, 2007, 2.0, 2007, 2008, 2.2, 2009, 2.3, 2009, 10, 2.3. It like there, there, there is no, uh, this is a straight line. This is a myth. Like this is literally just a straight line. Garbage. It's, it's a bunch of bullshit. Like there, there is nothing. There is frankly nothing that, that justifies this. I'm, I'm sorry. This is stupid. Like, Again, stupid. this is one source. So this is just ABC. So we, need, we do need okay. to be cognizant of that. All right. Sorry. Let me go back. Um, 2011 lockout shortened season. ABC, ESPN, TNT, 3.5. 2012, 3.1. 2013, 2.5, 2014, 2.8, 2015, 3.0, 2016, 2.3, 2017, 2.6, 2018, 2.7. So, <laughs> no. It's like a squiggly a, line. There's not a, not a lot of variable here. This is, uh, I, I'm sorry, this is, this is, this is dumb. I, I'm just, no, I'm not behind this. Fuck it. <laughs> Adam Silver, uh, who, God bless him, is a, uh, a brother of my college fraternity. Uh, 
is a Nosferatu-looking fuck who has terrible ideas like this. Whoa. It does kind of look like Nosferatu. That's fair. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, Play-in games. So basically extending from 16 uh, teams and allowing, to Nikki's point, the 11th, 12th, and 13th place teams, um, or I guess the 9th and 10th teams, for the ninth and tenth seeded teams from both um, conferences would have playing games to have that last seed with the first two seeds or the first seed in both conferences or the first two, I should say, having buys um, or potentially extending that out to like the 13th team and, and allowing that like little small play in tournament uh, for the playoffs. Thoughts on this? Um, okay, no play in tournament. Dumb. The 13 <laughs> seeds should not have the opportunity to get into the fucking playoffs. And I say that as a fan of a team yeah. who has been the 13th seed in recent years. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not speaking from a point of inexperience here. What if let me I just throw, let me throw a wrench in this? What if you got rid I'm of the throw conference? A wrench at your head if you say <laughs> let me throw a wrench in this one more time. What if I got rid of conferences? Now, no. what's your opinion no. on it? Um, no, 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 no. Uh, hard pass on the game. Now, now you're talking about I used to be, I used 16 to be, best teams in, overall. I used to be an advocate of that, but the problem is like it creates too much issue with travel and logistics. And it's that, doesn't, whole, like, that doesn't exist anymore. These guys yes. all fly private. It's fucking it's it's still, super it's cushy. Still, it, it does. Well, it's still it does, jet though, lag will exist from that constant movement. Yes. Like, I look at like, you look at like the NFL and the teams that go play on the West Coast. Like the West Coast, this is a fun little fact. If you bet every West Coast team ever on the money line in the NFL, you have you will have made money. This is a true statement. This guy, I read this thing. This guy went back and did like years worth of research and pulled all this data. So you're you're Boston. You fly to LA. You play the the Lakers, and then you fly to Dallas, and you have to play the Mavericks two days later. It's it's bad. Like it, it's 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 not good for like the players' health, their sleep cycle, yeah. that shit. It, it, it it's logistically a nightmare. It's not good. It, it would create shitty basketball. I used to be a proponent of this until I started thinking about this. Saw some arguments to this point, and was like, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense to me. I don't now, know. Back to. Shut up. Back to my original point. Sorry. I don't know. I'm 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 fired up. Hostile. Hostile. You know, I did man. I did I did get up early and I literally worked today from <laughs> seven thirty until eight thirty. Like I got up early to go to work. So I normally get up early to go to the gym. Uh, and I haven't been to the gym in like four days. So I thought you were gonna say I did CrossFit today, and I'm pumped. I don't know no. why I thought that was going to come no. out your mouth. I, if I, I ever like, do he's CrossFit. Got that, he's got that. I just did CrossFit for the first time. <laughs> energy. No, if I, if I ever do CrossFit, you can uh, just pour one throw right. a wrench at you. Yeah, you can throw a wrench in my head. Uh, uh, okay, that said, um, <laughs> we get to my original point. If Jay would stop throwing wrenches at me. I'm, um, I'm done. <laughs> but um, uh, the eight and nine seed playing to get in sure i like that i think that's fun uh that Timberwolves. you mentioned the Timberwolves nuggets game earlier that was cool i enjoyed watching that game a lot and I, I think that's cool uh two games no one game yes for all the fucking marbles to get blown out by the one seed in the first round of the playoffs hell yeah uh fuck honestly th- and i'm being serious here too honestly Four and five seed, make them play each other in a one-game series to see who gets the four seed and the five seed. Like, that's exciting. That's fun stuff. Now, obviously, the one seed should get the one seed, but, like, middle seeds, sure. That's cool. I like that. Who's going to get home court? You know, who's going to, like, that, that's 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 great. I'm, I'm all for that. Um, 
you know. Dope. I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I, I, I agree no, with Nick Honestly, make the NBA draft go back to a fucking coin flip for the one, like the number one pick. Oh, oh dude, honestly, hey, we're throwing out dumbass ideas like <laughs> tournament. Let's Astro, do fucking. Ooh, rock, I got one. Let's ooh, do rock ooh, paper ooh. scissors for the one number one. <laughs> I got one. I got one, and this will one million percent, one million percent stop people from tanking. If you are in the bottom seeds, you didn't make the playoffs. Then what happens is you get to choose one baby. You put the baby <sighs> on the thing and you have a baby race and they order out all those babies end up I at the other end of the way court. darker. So did I. I was not going to kill babies. Hey, I don't, do know, what, I don't know. Sacrifice doing, babies. I don't know what you're guys. Doing. Come on. I don't know. I know, on I know the audience. I, I have the audience. I have an idea. If you are caught intentionally tanking as the GM, you have to get shot by a tank. <laughs> So I'm yes suggesting that we kill GM. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, Jesus! I hate. Look, man, we're throwing out dumb Savage. ideas. The NBA, the NBA, throw, the NBA is throwing out dumb ideas. I got some of my own. Most shooting it to murder the tank. You would work well in the Chinese government. Jesus. <laughs> All, All right. right, let's move um, on. Let's move on to the next one. Um. Wait, did you guys do you guys like the playing game or no? You, I we I do. Um, I, I actually I think like that. I think a seven and eight, sure. The way that this one is, the seven and eight are against each other for the seventh seed, and the loser of that has to play the winner of the nine and the ten. That seems a little bit much. Just both conferences, seven and eight, you fight off against each other. And my one suggestion for like well, I think no it, it conference, can't do that. You need you, you would have to be nine. And, it would have to be eight. I mean, eight. I'm sorry, eight and nine. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Um. My one thing for like the getting rid of the conferences, this is the only thing I could say is they do the normal conference schedule that you would do, but once the playoffs start, then it doesn't matter how, which is going to be the next thing, the reseeding of the final four. But I think that would be the best way to do it. It's just like, once we know the eight teams from each conference, now whoever has the best record to the worst record, that's the actual order the playoffs go into. I think what they should do this season is have the nine and ten seeds play each other as like a play-in game, and then whoever wins, tell them they still didn't make the playoffs. Still didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> oh god! All right, let's move on to the next one. The next one is pretty straightforward: reseeding the final four. So basically, what that would mean is whomever is in the semifinals, Eastern Western Conference doesn't matter; they would be seeded accordingly. So whoever is the lowest seed. And overall would play the highest seed overall, which means an Eastern Conference team could play a Western Conference team in the semifinals, regardless of where they were ranked in their respective conferences. Uh, the goal here being now you're not having a Rockets-Warriors semifinals, but you're having a Rockets-Warriors finals. Um, thoughts on this? So I like the idea of reseeding, but I don't like the conference crossover. What I do like is um, doing what the NHL used to do. Um, they changed this in recent recent years. But the what they would do in the NHL is the number one seed would always play the lowest uh, like seed. Oh that yes, advanced. So like um, like for example, like um, I can't think of an example off the top of my head. Sorry, but like well, that, so the that's one, what they a do. one beats an eight seed. They would have to play either a four or five seed. But like, if uh, a 
a six or seven seed upset a two or three seed, they would play that. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So like essentially like, yeah, if the, if the, if the seven seed beats the two seed, well then the, the two seven seed plays the one seed. Right. Yeah. I like that. When you keep saying seed over and over again, it's It's hard. That's I was confusing myself there. And I was like, you can do this buddy. Oh, that's funny. Um, Nikki, what do you think? Reseeding? Um, yeah, the final four, I, I, I actually think the way that Tad said it with the NHL would be a better idea. Cause then, yeah, you always have like, You're damn right. You do <laughs> <laughs> chill out. Um, I'm on yeah, one side. I, think, I don't know. What my deal is. <laughs> I think, um, I think reseeding the final four would still be cool. I'm sure that would work well. Yeah. I'm into it actually. I really am. My, my only rebuttal is like, then we wouldn't have gotten Toronto versus Golden State last yeah, year, which is a really fun finals. But also, what they said right there would have been Milwaukee versus Portland, so it probably would have been Milwaukee, Toronto, right? Which is that's a good point, or it would have been Milwaukee, Golden State, which would have been another good series. But yes, the, the other argument is like those four years in a row where we had Cleveland, Golden State that goes away, that whole that's thing true. disappears, which makes it for a better product. I, I, here's the thing let me let me say this I don't hate this idea, I like the way that I suggested it better. But I would be, I would, I would be okay with this. Yeah, I'm yeah. comfortable with this idea. I like that. This is fine. Because I mean, at the end of the season, you want the two best teams battling out for a championship. That's what you want. Like that's just that's what you want. Yeah. Um. All right. So that's all we have for that. The next topic that we have for today is last week, uh, James Harden went off against the Atlanta yeah. Hawks. I texted you guys. 16 for 24. Got 60 points through three quarters. Um. Of course, did not play the fourth quarter because they were up by like 50. Um, question for you guys. Question number one: Um, is it possible that James Harden could score eighty points this season? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's a possibility. It's not unlikely. I mean, he did shoot twenty four free throws in that game. If he just takes a couple more field goals and hits it, yeah. like we've we've got he some just, real yeah, we've got some real potential here. Um, Lex, next question is, and I agree with you guys. I think it's possible. Um, just because he's so efficient, because he leverages the free throw line to get easy points, which also stops the clock, which gives him more time to score. Um, he's just a lot more of a, an efficient scorer, unlike Kobe, who just like shot up a bunch of shots in that one game. Now, the one caveat is the only way that he would do it is if it was a competitive game. Like they would have to be scoring 150, but they would have to be giving up like 130 in order for that. Well, fucking 140 for that to happen. Yeah. I think I was. I thought it was kind of horseshit that they shut him down after three quarters. Like I understand you don't want to. Yeah, exactly. It's come on. They were up. Yeah, I don't. They were up like almost fifty. Let the the guy go for ninety. Yeah. No, like. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the. That is one of the times where you're like, we might be seeing history because he he even realized when they had taken him out, he was like, wait, I'm literally two. I'm two points away from my career high please let me it's what let me at least get to 65 or something um i i don't really have any issue saying that james harden is the greatest pure scorer i've ever seen maybe second only to michael yeah like i agree with that i really do and it's 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 close i still you know i i still often wonder like how well a guy like harden does in a, a day and age where they allowed hand checking and that sort of thing, which is why yeah. I'm always like willing to give the nod to Jordan. Although, you know, as a uh, noted uh, Twitter troll, Barry McCockiner always says Jordan played against janitors and plumbers. So, I mean, that's a fair argument. Um, 
having mm-hmm. said that, uh, mm-hmm. what is really truly amazing is, um, I don't know if you guys saw his stat line from tonight, but he only had 23 points and he scored, he was, he shot seven eleven, a seven of 11 from the floor. He was like terribly efficient. Um, he like had a pretty solid game and I'm like, that's that's like pedestrian as hell, bro. Scroll down a little bit. Look at his last couple of games. Well, I was going to get into this too, but uh, that's just like, it's, it's truly astounding that he went out and shot 64% from the floor and he scored 23 points and he had seven boards, some assists. He stole, he had five steals and I'm like, oh man, that's, that's it. Like that, that is, that is truly amazing. What is perhaps even more amazing is that noted bum Ben McLemore scored 28 points <laughs> against Toronto. That's crazy. There's number two defense in the league. Um, here's what I was, I was listening to. Uh, so Bill Simmons started his, uh, he started a new podcast. It's the book of basketball 2.0 podcast. It's pretty great. Actually. I really enjoyed it. Basically what he does is like, they talk about Bill different Simmons players. Fucking boner. Oh, anywho, uh, Zach Lowe made a really good point about James Harden, though. He said at this point in his career, James Harden is guard Carl Malone. Like, you're going to look at his numbers at the end of his career and be like, was this the greatest player in the history of basketball? <laughs> That's what you're going to look That's at. And you're going to be true. like, well, yeah. not quite. I mean, he was really good, like really good. But like, you know, couldn't put to, couldn't put it together in the playoffs and was like, yeah, the question for his work ethic and his defense. Like when he said guard Carl Malone, I was like, Oh fuck. That's really good. <laughs> so it's cause an, it's an app yeah. compared. Like, right no, it, it, it's a, it's a really good comparison too. Like I actually completely agree. Um, I do want to like pause for just a moment because I was just looking at their box score tonight uh, and they got a really solid uh, all around like contributions from everybody. Uh, but Russell Westbrook had perhaps the most Russell Westbrook stat line. I think I have ever <laughs> seen, and I need to read this to you guys. 19 points, 13 boards, 11 assists, seven of 27 from the floor, <laughs> oh, man, seven of 27. That's, like 20%. That's so bad. It was O of six from three point land. He's just bombing away. Eight turnovers. Yeah, that's very him. That's so bad. It's so <laughs> him though. And and that's him. And that's him deferring to James Harden. By the way. Yeah. No. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's him being the sec- <laughs> that's him being the second option. That's. Oof. It's no wonder OKC couldn't figure it out. I I was listening to. Who was I listening to the other day? I can't remember which podcast I was listening to, uh, but they made a really good point about Russell Westbrook, where they're like, he had so much. Oh, you know what? It was it was the Bill Simmons podcast too. They were talking about him and like how he's playing with. I don't listen to Bill. I don't listen to Bill Simmons. I, I really like him. Uh, he has a lot of really good guests. And anyways, that that's besides the point. The point that he made was like, early in his career, we kind of knew this is who Russell Westbrook was. Like he's just this out of control guy who's like. Really, really fun to watch, but also makes a lot of really bad decisions. But he was 20, so you're like, once he figures this part of his game out, it's over. Like, absolute game changer. And he never did, which is really disappointing. And I was actually, I'm glad you brought this up, because I was going to make a point in the same vein. So this is a good segue into my point, which is the reason that he never figured it out is because he played for Scott Brooks. Well, and that's what I was going to, and thank you for, you just gave me a little segue, because the point that he made was if you look at the coaches that he's had, not just in the NBA, but in his entire career, including college, like 
he didn't have any great basketball minds working with him. Like there's the best coach that he's had to this point is probably Billy Donovan. And even then, like you're not talking about a guy who's like teaching discipline and like decision-making. It's not what he's doing. It's just not what he's doing. It's not what Scott Brooks did. I think his coach Wait. at UCLA was Ben Howland. Was it Ben Howland? Yeah, I disagree yeah. with you. Not a good basketball mind, but the difference being when you're a college coach like that and you have Kevin Love and Russell Westbrook and Darren Collison. Right, uh, you just let them go. You don't have to give them any structure. No, no. You, no. Just, roll the, you just roll the ball out and go, see ya. Yeah, exactly. Have like, fun, kids. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, no, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, but, yeah, but, in uh, any case, James my Hart, second – The Carl Malone of uh, – it's pretty good. Today's age is it's pretty uh, good. Shout out also, to shout out to Zach Lowe for that one. Jay, you need like an internal like thermostat or something. Like, <laughs> I'm just looking at your targeted ads. Here. I yo yeah Cyber, yeah, Cyber Monday. Listen, that is a Thermaworks Thermapen. Is the most accurate meat slash food thermometer on the market. It is restaurant quality. I've been looking at it for fucking months. I can't pull the trigger though. I'm too. I'm too cheap, but I want to buy it That's so good. bad. That's good. Be cheap. You do not need a goddamn restaurant quality thermometer. Buy it. The fuck. I disagree with you, Nikki. Don't buy, don't buy shit. Listen, I gave Amber. Don't buy shit. I gave Amber food poisoning twice. I can't afford to kill my girlfriend. I can't Guys, do it. Can we do a segment on this podcast <laughs> called the ASMR Minute? Where we, we just do ASMR. We just talk like this. We talk like this the whole time. We, we uh we don't even talk about basketball. <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna since we have James Harden up and we've been talking about him in honor of James Harden, I'm gonna rub my beard on the microphone. Oh no, I hate this. <laughs> oh god. Oh god, I hate this so much. <laughs> I I don't fuck with ASMR. At I don't like all. ASMR. I low key love ASMR. It, it makes I, me I, so uncomfortable. I low key love it. There's this chick oh. on YouTube. She's British and it is phenomenal. I realize I'm admitting this to everybody listening to this podcast, <laughs> guys. But I low key would rather have somebody like walk, walk in on me watching porn than catch me watching <laughs> ASMR. That is ridiculous, sir. That is ridiculous. Serious. <laughs> <laughs> We were we were at uh, we were at Kelly O'Bleep's house a couple weeks ago, and we were fucking with her because now she's got the trach, and we were just like, you know what, you should uh, you should start like an ASMR YouTube channel. <laughs> you might be super excited. <laughs> Monetize the shit out of that. Maybe a podcast. <laughs> Anywho, I digress. The money. Um, this is what you guys signed up for. Okay, this is the NBA podcast. Try to talk about NBA. <laughs> we talk a lot of shit. Okay, we're talking about ASMR today. If they didn't think that something was gonna get derailed like this, it's, it's every what you signed up for. What what we do. Up for. Like if you've listened to us for this long and you don't know that this is what we do, like it's true. I don't know it's what true. you're doing. You just haven't been paying attention. Nikki and Tad are sheep, and I'm the sheepdog. I'm just always trying to like. I'm just like. I'm just always running around them and trying to like get them back in order. What um, do you think? Put this podcast in on in the background while they bang it out uh literally zero <laughs> we have tw- I, I think we have do you are, are you trying to tell us that you do is that what you're trying to do is that what's happening right now like no how many people i do do you think I, do this like i do this <laughs> i do i as i i look i do love the sound of my own voice and, this we know but uh no i don't <laughs> So uh, uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> the next question I had regarding James Harden, we're going to get into this a little bit uh, more here. This is going to be a very, very James Harden heavy conversation today. Is he going to average 40 points again this year? Yes. <sighs> at one point. I don't know if he'll keep it, but I think at one point he will be. 
Yeah, right. I, I, I 100% think so. I mean, we yeah. were looking at his numbers a little bit. Look, over his last 10 games, he's shooting 45% from the field, 38.9% from three. He's averaging 41.6 points per game. I mean, he's averaging 41 shooting. points on the road. We're we're a quarter of the way through the season, and he does he doesn't look like he's slowing down. Like again, I wanna I wanna just say this again. I said it like three times. He scored 23 points tonight, and I was like, what a pedestrian night for James Harden. You know how many guys have played in hundreds of NBA games and never scored 20 points? A fucking lot. Jesus. So, like, yeah. I think it's going to happen. It's, it's fucking uh, incredible. It's crazy. It's crazy. He's just so efficient. I mean, like, there's just no – he's just a very efficient scorer because not only does he shoot – now, and granted, he's only shooting 34% from three for the season, so he's not even shooting that well from three this year yet. He's he's recently, over the last 10 games or so, started to heat up. You know, I just went off on his numbers, but, like, on the season, he hasn't really been shooting that well, but – he gets to the line. He does everything right that he needs to in order to, in order to get to that point. I mean, 39.5% through like 26 games. It's fucking nuts, man. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It really is. 20 games, 20 games. Anyways. Um, now I will say this. A um, lot of, a lot of hullabaloo, a lot of hubbub uh, was made of, the uh, the player of the week announcements last week because uh, guys Carmelo Anthony won Western Conference Player of the Week last week. A um, lot of lot of feedback considering James Harden averaged forty seven points per game uh, that same week and Luka averaged a triple double. He he averaged a triple double basically, and yeah, uh, Melo Melo's averaging seventeen points. Look, Melo hasn't been bad. Mello averaged, averaged uh, 20, 22 points uh, per game. Um, and, and like his numbers eight, for like the season. boards and like four assists or something uh, when yeah. he won player of the week. Um, he, did play the, he did play the Bulls twice, so. Yes, that definitely yeah. helped. <laughs> and the Thunder, who are not. Yeah. Oh, and the yeah. Kings. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. So, well, I guess the Kings. Well, that, that was, was tonight. That was tonight, yeah. So, that was yesterday. Yesterday. And, and, and two days ago was the clue. Okay. So, anyway, whatever. They pulled, played the Bulls twice in the Thunder. Who, anyway, <laughs> Nikki, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Uh, no, I'm happy for him. Uh, I Look, I like Carmelo Anthony. We, I I say we because I think Jay bought them, but I wore the fuck out of that Denver Nuggets jersey that he you had. You did, Jay, yeah. I think right. Jay would always wear that jersey. I don't know. There was something about. I think it's because, <laughs> truthfully, look, even when I when he was good, I was just like, this the guy is just like me. Shoot the ball till you die, even if it's not going <laughs> in. I like this guy, and that happened. His career was almost over, but like, I remember last year when he got taken out so quickly from the Rockets, I was like, he can 100% still play. Oh, he can sure. be on some team. And now he's the reason that the fucking – I mean, I know they're, they've only had like a couple of games, but they had a, a three-game winning streak. Yeah, the Warriors have won five out of their last six. Like, Melo has made a, yeah, a meaningful impact on this team. Yeah. Well, it's not all Melo, but he's made a meaningful impact. I'm saying like he's I'm saying like him showing up is the yeah the reason all of this is happening. He's I mean he's better than fucking Mario Hazonia. Mario Hazonia was their yeah. starting power forward. Fuck out of here. Mario Hazonia is the worst player in the NBA. He probably is. He's I, the worst player in the be. NBA. But I don't want to talk about Mario Hazonia because <laughs> gentlemen, right now we stand a king. We stand a king. Not we stand a key. We stand a king. I am here for this. I love this. That is, you know what? 
I love Luca. James Harden is having, by all accounts, a very historic season. But my man is back. He's playing well. Back. He really is. 22 points. He's averaged, he averaged 22 points. You give the man the fucking award. Hey, Carmelo, welcome back. Tip your cap. Say, hey, how are you? Thanks for coming out. Dude, fucking right. Yeah, I'm here for fucking it. Fucking right. I am here yeah. for this. I have slandered, slandered Carmelo Anthony a number of times on this very podcast. And I am here today to tell you I'm back. I'm back on Carmelo Anthony. I'm excited. He's back. We're back. That's great. That's great. I love to hear it. All right, let's move on to the next topic. Um, well, it. I guess that's all we're gonna say about Carmelo Anthony. Holy well, shit. Well, I guess what we should say is that he did get his contract guaranteed today. Um, yep. so the Blazers had until January to make a decision on what they wanted to do about his contract. It was a temporary contract. They have since, as of today, extended him a full contract for the duration of the season. Um, it is a guaranteed contract. I saw that tweet today, and it came from Woj. I just want to say this. I fucking hate Woj. Whoa. I I appreciate the bombs he drops. I used to read him for years, but he is just such a fucking nerdy little smarmy fuck. (laughs) Like, dude, like, if you, if, if honestly, if you, like, you are the one nerd who didn't like somehow managed to not get shoved into fucking lockers your entire life. Like, dude, that guy is just, I, his dumb fucking smug face. And like, if teams, if teams don't give him like sources and information, he fucking slanders them on the internet. He writes scathing articles about them. Like go back to Yahoo and read some of his shit about the Cavs and LeBron. Uh, like when they were really only like gave info to, to Wendy. Uh, like they didn't give him a ton of info, he would just rip them apart. He used to do it to the Spurs. He is a fuck. I do not like that guy. That said, well, you ever want to invite me on ESPN to be a guest? I'm here for your boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at you crawling back on your knees. Oh just no, I mean, I, 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 I pretty much I sell out for anything. Like, oh, I, but look, of course, man, I, have, I have no uh, no sort of constitution. When but of course, kind of thing. Like, <laughs> I, I, every man has a price, and mine ain't that high. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to the next topic, guys. Um, there was a heated, there was some heated debates this week about some of the uh, refereeing and officiating and some of the re- replays that happened this week. A couple instances, namely uh, two big ones. Uh, last night, LeBron James, this clip was kind of all over the place, was dribbling down the court, picked up the ball a la uh, a, a pickup game at the YMCA um, and took like four steps to uh, initiate the offense. No call on that one. But the more he egregious held the ball one, like it was a plate. That's what I'm saying. It was crazy. It was just like, yo, it was crazy. Yeah. That one was bad. That one was bad. The bigger one, though, is the James Harden dunk from the Spurs game the other day. This has gotten a lot of – this has gotten a lot of press because it uh, – a report came out today that the Rockets are actually going to protest this 100% and go forward with trying to get the results of this game reversed because they did in fact lose by two, uh, which, well, they also went to over to a double overtime, right? Which was wild all because of this blown, call. because of this blown call. Now for the listeners who didn't see the replay on a fast break, James Harden went up for a dunk. I was going to try to find the video, but I don't want to waste the time. Uh, went up for a dunk. And there's a good picture here that kind of illustrates it, but essentially dunked it so hard that the net wrapped around the basketball and flung it back out in the opposite direction, leading the referees to believe 
that he actually missed the dunk and hit the rim. After many, many replays, um, it showed that he did in fact make the dunk and that net, the net threw it out. Um, but unfortunately, the Rockets were unable to challenge this, which leads to a bigger question, which is how the fuck does this challenge work? Because it seems as if oh, I know the it's, answer. It's at the discretion of the referees, and them boys don't want to be wrong. I know the answer, and it's, it fucking doesn't. Because of course they don't want to be wrong. It's just like every time in every single fucking sport, there is not a single sport that does replays and like reviews calls that they don't do like a call to the to the boys in New Jersey or in New York <laughs> or wherever, or they call an old Sakakis. referee up. Sakakis. Yeah, we call them, them boys up. We call up a, some retired referees and say, hey, guys, explain to us why the refs are right in this because we all are seeing this and this looks like fucking horseshit. And the yep. refs have to come up with some <laughs> bullshit excuse as to why that that is correct. When, and that's how you know it's when they're wrong. When the refs don't have – like these guys don't have real reasonings for it. It's like, and I bet you there was a ref that did comment somehow and explaining how that works. It was horror shit. The challenge is fucking stupid. If you can't challenge something as uh, as fucking obvious as this, what the fuck is the point of that challenge? Well, and, and they it's said crucial. It's they a crucial. They talked point. to Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni said afterwards he was like, they said that we couldn't um, challenge it because it was a goaltending. Someone else said they couldn't challenge it because it went out of bounds. And a third person said I couldn't challenge it because it was a foul. All three of those things I could challenge. You actually are allowed to challenge those three things. And every time I said I want to challenge one of those, they said no. It's the same reason that also with the Rockets, but the the, uh, script was flipped when Doc Rivers got ejected from the game. That was because the refs screwed up on the challenge and the way that they explained things to him, and then he got kicked out the game for it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember like, that. If you're going to if you're going to set rules, your dumbass needs to know the rules. Like, I, I'm with you. I this got- is this is point. We just need to get rid of it. I I can't believe I'm about to say this. I Van Gundy, I stand because he he like the first day they announced it, the first game, he was like, I think this is the dumbest thing in the world. I'm, I'm, I was like, you know what? He's right. He's right. This is fucking stupid. It's See, a waste of time. And I like I, I agree with you. Um, here's the thing. First of all, the NBA refs are the worst refs except for all the refs in the other major professional sports. <laughs> like umpires in Major League Baseball are terrible. NFL referees are fucking garbage. Hockey, the hockey refs are pretty good. I watch a lot of hockey and I don't see a ton of, but, but, but like, but hockey's not nearly as large as baseball and basketball and football. No, you said major uh, sports. So I, I, but I consider those the sort of the sure, big four. The big four. Um, but uh, look, here's the, here's the thing. Number one, LeBron thing, dude, why are people getting up in arms about this? I could fucking put together a, 40 minute fucking YouTube compilation of shit like that, that fucking so many players have done in the league. I don't care. It didn't give him any sort of advantage. Like what was the guy going to run up there and steal the ball while he was dribbling it from that far out from the three point line? No, who I don't care. Look, I get it. 
I had this argument with my dad a long time ago, like 10 years ago about this, a similar fucking call like this. And he's like, well, it's in the rule book. I'm like, yeah, but like, I mean, what the fuck ever? Like, yeah, but it's a turnover, and turnovers are crucial. Yeah, especially yeah, something no, that, see, I just, that I, I, I just, I disagree because this, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't affect it. It doesn't affect the game. I digress. People are never gonna. It, agree. it ended up not. It ended up not affecting. He's that not. Game he's not doing. It didn't give him any sort of advantage in like you know. It, anyway, like yes, I agree. The turnover thing. But, like, it wasn't like, you know, he was like, oh, I'm holding the ball, and now, like, I take off running with two steps, and, like, I've got you beat, and I put the ball back on the deck. Dude, he, I mean, he fucking carried the ball for four fucking seconds. What would he fucking do? I don't care. Um, now, I realize that's a slippery slope, but we're not going to get into that whole other discussion. Mm-hmm. The referee thing, what fucking confounds me about this and – in the NFL, they have the same problem where now you can challenge pass interferences, but every coach has given up on doing that because they never overturn them. Here is the thing. How much credibility does it fucking give you? Like, they're so worried about protecting, like, the credibility of these refs and, like, the integrity of, you know, the officiating and whatever the fuck else. And, dude, holy fuck, do you know how much more respect I would have for you if you said, hey, yeah, we looked at it and – uh it, you know, in real time, we saw something different. And now that we've looked at it, like, you know, we realized we were wrong. Dude, you know how much credibility that gives you? Like, I'm like, shit, yeah. like, you can admit you made a mistake. Like, that's fine. We're all human. I get it. Like, we'll move on. But, like, dude, fuck, to sit there and, like, just blatantly refuse to do your job or to, like, just, like, like. Here, here's, the, here's the thing, though. It's infuriating. Here's the thing, though. If you're a referee and there's not a challenge system in place and this is, like, I'm embellishing a little bit, but you're basically staring your own mortality in the face. Cause if this starts to work, we're not that far away from like automation taking over referees jobs. Like it's already happening to some extent in major league baseball. It's happening in the NBA. Like we will come to a point where these jobs will no longer exist because I mean, technology be will do all the refereeing. It will. And every call will be perfect because technology will be doing all the, all the refereeing. This is just a first step. This is just a first step. And they're basically staring their mortality in the face. So, like, why would you admit your, your faults openly? Because and that it, then leads to a it, because it gives it, it gives it gives, they dude. What do you mean? I get it. Their, what, they, the league fucking releases a statement the day or a day that's, or later. That's true. It's a, what's the fucking difference if you yeah, say what does it in, matter? The, in, the, in the midst of the game, you are legitimately affecting the outcome of the game. It's I okay agree. to say, hey, it was a bang bang play, and when we saw it live, we were wrong. Like that but, dunk, I watched the video of that dunk, like the one like in real time, and I was like, oh shit. Like it looks like he missed it. Right, absolutely. But when yeah. you watch it slow down and you watch it from alternative angles, you're like, oh shit, okay, yeah, he made it. Like right. and I have no problem with the referee being like, Hey, yeah, when we saw this at game speed. You know, running down the court, him fucking going in there and hammering like he literally hammers that ball in there. Mm-hmm. Like, hell yes, of course it looks like he like he missed it. But now that we've seen it slow down, like you know, we realize yeah, he made the dunk two points. Like n- n- there is not going to be one single. You can't argue. Like P- everybody's going to be like, hey, they made the right call. Good for them. You know, they, yeah. they got it wrong in the first try. Like uh, you gain so much more respect and credibility. It's fucking astounding that they can't do that and it drives me up the fucking wall sorry just you know what and here's the thing like i i I refereed high school basketball when i was in college to make money 
And like, I admit, like, I probably didn't, I, I guarantee you, I didn't get every call right. I got yelled at sometimes. And uh, like, there was one time I called a travel on a kid and it definitely wasn't a travel. And I looked at the coach and kind of gave him one of these. And he was, he just like, he like laughed and shrugged at me. And I was like, you know, I was like, sorry, like, I, I know, you know, I was like, I, look, I, I know like it was, um, it was a wrong call. I missed it. Like, I can't make up for it. But, like, at least I'm like, Hey, like, sorry, hand up. I fucked up. Like, p- like people appreciate that a lot more. You know what I mean? <laughs> True. I don't know why y'all. I know. I'm just imagining you just be like, eh, to a fucking my coach. And the coach just be like, eh, eh, bitch, this is playoffs. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Um, um, I was um, going to say real quick, like, I, I think a big thing, like, and it happens all the time with the rest. Where, yeah, they, I get that they're, they're like, going to be helping each other out. They're staring at their own mortality. But it's like, oh, fuck, you're a human being. Of course, you're going to make mistakes. That's one. Two, <clears throat> professional athletes are are just a they're just like they're not superhuman but they're just a bit above they're they move faster than normal human beings they do things at like a ridiculously <clears throat> like obviously professional level that's why they're getting paid so much money to play is that sports. why they're called professional athletes i whoa i know it a fucking course you're gonna miss some calls it's fine to look at the goddamn replay yeah yeah well, daddy keep going i'm close fine that's all i just that's the only thing it's like it's fine just look at the re- like because they're not gonna fuck up every every time and i get that people don't want to go to replays too often because then you like the game starts pace of play as a big is a big problem in in the major leagues uh, major league baseball like yeah you know shit's gonna i get it it'll make the games take longer so you can't constantly be doing it but something like as egregious like that they should just have people constantly watching things and if someone is like hey i want to challenge that because of whatever there could just be someone who's already been watching playback this entire time just be like just press one fucking buttons like hey yeah tony brothers yeah that the guy's right just switch to the call hey tony i think think the answer is the nba needs to hire dick bavetta to be their Mike Pereira, we need the NBA just needs a Mike Pereira. That's it. Dick is Dick is another word for pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, that he is. Honestly, how do we get Dick from Rich? I, you know, what, this is the whole thing. We're no, okay. It. Next, <laughs> the whole thing. last topic. Last topic. Last topic of the night, guys. The Utah Jazz. We had some strong opinions about them going Wait, into. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. LeBron calls his travel one of the worst of his career, bro. <laughs> The guy that invented the fucking crab dribble. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to derail. I That's just fine. I saw that on the page. That boggles my mind. Anyway, go on. Um. So the Utah Jazz. We had some strong opinions about them moving into going into the season. Uh, I for one thought that they were going to be the second best team in the West. That roster looked great. A lot of great acquisitions over the offseason. Thus far this season, they are 12 and 10, losing five of their last six games. And as recently as three nights ago, they were down by 50 to the Toronto Raptors. This is a team that is known for their defensive prowess and has Rudy Gobert uh, at center, Donovan Mitchell on the, on the perimeter, and has been known for their defense. Uh, but this team has, to this point in the season, severely, severely underperformed. Um, Mike Conley has not meshed well thus far. He seems to be picking things up a little bit. I'm just going to pull the stats up here. Um, But early to start the season, he has not been efficient. He hasn't been scoring well. It's been a different type of role for him on this team. 
than what he was accustomed to when he was playing in Memphis. Of course, Donovan Mitchell dominates possessions. Um, you know, Bojan has been fine. Uh, and I think it's safe to say that, like, the Joe Ingles magic is over. The Joe Ingles from two seasons ago, he's done. His, his, he's, it's over. It's, uh, it's, he's not him anymore. The big question I have for you guys, though, is do we need to be worried about the Utah Jazz? Okay, so a couple things. Number one, I'm pretty sure that Coach Quinn Snyder um, has, like, run out of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> he seems a lot less frantic and energetic on the sidelines, and he doesn't <laughs> seem quite as Bond villainy. But that's really not the point of what I'm trying to make. Um, Mike Conley has finally – he what has happened to him is what I have been expecting to happen to Kyle Lowry for the last few seasons mm-hmm. where his game just falls off a cliff. And this yeah. happens a lot to point guards over 30. Like, it's a, it's a pretty right. common thing. Dude, he is he, – he stinks. He's bad. He's really, really, really bad. Like he's yeah, he's not great. He stinks. Um, his numbers are his like. What's astounding is he's shooting forty six percent from the three point line, and he's uh, he's shooting sub forty percent from the the field overall. Yeah, that's really, 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 really bad. Yeah. Um, he looks. I don't know. They they just that this team is 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 not good, and I really thought they were gonna be. Um. Yeah, jingles, man. Um, I think we kind of should have known. I think deep down we always sort of knew that like his one season was a fluke. Yeah, uh, but like we, it was, it was, it was neat. You know, yeah. we kind of we just liked it. It was just like it was, just, it was this fucking white guy that looked like your fucking eighth grade social studies teacher, <laughs> and instead he was scoring like eighteen points a night in the NBA. Um, he's really bad. He looks slow. Um. He looks yeah, he's horrifically unathletic. Right? He's not scoring the ball well. <laughs> I mean, there's a fucking error when you try to. <laughs> like, like, like honestly, you can't, you can't write this shit. <laughs> is the most like that's the, the perfect. <laughs> that could not have gone better. Oh, that you can't you guys, write that shit. If you are, if you are oh, is that gonna, is it going to happen? If you are again? listening to this okay. podcast <laughs> and not watching the YouTube video, pause it now. Go to the YouTube video at, at, whatever, this, at that exact moment. Yeah, and, that's and great. Because that was, that was truly incredible. That's funny. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I mean. The guy looks like he should manage a fucking target. I mean, <laughs> look at him. <laughs> he does look, he looks like the Australian uh, 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 Jake from State Farm. That's, that's what he looks like. <laughs> he looks like Joe from State Farm. Joe, Joe from State Farm. Of, um, Who's that guy? Brian Cardinal used to play for the Mavericks. Oh yeah. Uh, Trey Kirby <laughs> always used to refer to him as your dad. <laughs> he would like tweet about it. He'd be like, your dad getting some minutes tonight. And then just, like, yes. So fucking angry. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I mean, it's, uh, they haven't been great this year defensively. Like, look, they're, they're still formidable because of the presence of Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Like that, that alone makes their defense strong um but as a team their team defense has been not great um rudy rudy gobert and mike conley haven't really meshed well like ricky rubio and rudy did um like ricky rubio knew to feed rudy regularly god i can't believe i just did that alliteration that was pretty good Uh, (laughs) that was was, oh boy oh loud 
<laughs> I'm proud of that one. <laughs> um, yeah, which is weird. Like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to like interject on your point, but it's weird when you consider the fact that he played with two pretty good scoring big men in Zach Randolph and Marcus Saul, and yet yeah. like him and Rudy can't get on the same page. Sorry, you go proceed. No, and even to your point, like, I mean, he's a guy who played in a very uh advanced defensive scheme in the grit and grind grizzly system like he knows how to play team defense it's just it, it, it's he hasn't meshed well with donovan mitchell being kind of the secondary ball handler on that team he hasn't really meshed well with um rudy gobert like i said boyan's been boyan i mean Bo, he was putting up 20 plus points last year with the pacers we kind of knew what to expect out of him he's second on the team in per actually i think he might be third but you know he's doing what he's doing like Shooting fucking, you know, 46, 40, 47%. Like, I mean, like, dominating. what more you want from the guy? Dominating. So, is it, yeah, I mean, is it depth? Is it Mike Conley stinks? Is it like, just like, what's, I don't, what's the, I mean, their depth is pretty bad. It fucking is and it George, isn't, though. George Niang, George Niang's bum ass is getting minutes. Fuck that. Loser. He was playing, but he was playing meaningful minutes for them last year. But like, you know, they signed some guys where you're like, oh, okay, cool. They brought in Ed Davis, who's like a very good serviceable backup center in this league and has been for a really long time. And they bring in fucking, uh, uh, who else? They I mean, they made some weird signings too, though, like. You bring in Jeff Green. You bring in Emmanuel Moutier. Like, you, they lost. They lost. Emmanuel um, Moutier stinks. I don't. He's wanna... bad. They they lost Dabo Savalosha. Like, th- there's some like real players that they lost on this team, and they're replacing them with guys like Tony Bradley and George Yang and I Dante Exum. Like, that's he's a lost cause. Like, they've got a they've the, the ship has sailed on Dante Exum. That's over. Uh, but yeah, the depth is not what we what it was last year. They were a much deeper team last year. You had Kyle Korver, you had Thomas Cephalosha, yeah. like NBA players, like real I NBA players. Like, I feel like Nikki wants to say something, but I, I'm not going to uh, let him because I have something. <laughs> well, I, all I want to say was the last two seasons, they were just okay in the first half of the season. And both seasons, they like stepped it up in the second half. Yep. Well, you don't yeah, think able to do that shit again. Uh, you're year? right. You're right. Like the last two seasons in the second half, they go and on both, like massive winning streaks. And both seasons, last season they were right. they went so quickly up to the like you're up right. in the the standings only because of the second half. The yeah, first half right. they were kind of like whatever. You're right. Have we? I think because I think at the All Star break last year we were like I guess the Jazz aren't what they were last year, but it was like yeah. no, the year before they were they were nothing until the second half and they won like thirty straight games. No, you're right. I agree. Have we considered like that maybe it's a hydration issue because there's so much salt in the water? Boo. The thing about the thing about the salt lake is that it's a lake full of salt. Oh. So people forget I, that. And I'm just saying like I'm just saying, you know, if you're drinking salty water, like you literally just makes you thirstier. Yeah. It's bad yeah, for it you. It does. So, it does. You know, maybe they switch to Gatorade on the sideline. I don't know. Smart. Look, I'm not a doctor. I just nope. play one on TV. You don't. Um, no, I, I think like to Nikki's point, this is team this is a team that has over the last couple of seasons had a has been much stronger in the second half of the season. So there's still the potential there. You know, they're still in the playoff race. I think when we looked at the rankings like two days ago, they were at like the six or seven seed. That's not where you want to be. Um, and there's the bigger issue is that there's teams in front of them that don't look like they're gonna be moving anytime soon. Like when you look at the standings as it currently stands, um, they're like sixth in the Western Conference behind the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, and uh, Mavericks, which like of those teams, 
Oh, and Houston. I forgot about Houston. Of those teams, the Mavericks are probably the one that could move out of position. But, like, those top three are pretty much I, – I, I don't see them that's shifting that's, much. And yeah. if anything, like, Houston's probably going to notch themselves right, right there in that four spot. So, at best, you're looking at, like, a five seed at this point. It's not great because then you're playing Houston in the first round. It's it's not where you, it's not where you want to be. It's not a and fun place to that, be. You would most likely play the Lakers, in the right? Round. And then you're, then it's looking real bad, like really yeah. really bad. Um, I think they're gonna clean it up. There aren't many people behind them in the Western Conference that are like going to threaten them. I mean, like I said, Portland's five and five in their last ten games. They've definitely been playing better. Um, yeah, I, I mean overall. Fuck, Dallas is nine and one in their last ten games. Holy shit, good for them. They're really good. They've been playing well. But I mean, also, I think it's fair to say, guys, we haven't talked about this yet. San Antonio Spurs are not making the playoffs this year. No, they're bad. Yeah, no, I don't think they're making the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs this year. They're really bad. Anyways, my computer's about to die. So, uh, is there anything else we want to talk about before my computer dies? Markel Fultz is going to win Most Improved Player. You guys are fucking idiots for not agreeing with me that he was going to be good this year. You can all (laughs) fucking go to hell, anybody who didn't believe him, especially you Philly trash in the city of brotherly love, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, Yeah, thanks. You got Jonathan Simmons in two second-round picks. (laughs) We got what looks like a potential transcendent talent in the NBA. Yay, thanks. Um, So I just wanted to say that. Um, I also want to give a quick shout-out to my friend Paul. Um, He does not watch basketball. He doesn't know a damn thing uh, about basketball, but he does occasionally listen to this podcast just to support me. Um, His dad has been in the hospital for the past week, um, and I know he's out in L.A. right now um, with him. So shout out to you, Paul. I appreciate you. You're a good friend. I love you. Um, Hope everything's all right. And also you can follow me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore. Wow. (laughs) Figured out a way to plug. Figured out a way to plug. Respect to the plug. Respect to Paul. Shout out to your dad. Uh, uh, yeah, Nikki, anything? Um, yeah, real quick, I would like to say, how fucking dare you to both of you? Are you going to tell me that you think fucking the Bucks weren't going to come to first place? <laughs> the Bucks weren't going to have the best record in the league? The Bucks weren't going to make it to the finals? Are you kidding me? You think that Luka is going to outplay my boy Giannis for the he, MVP spot? He, how he dare is, you? He's playing stupid good. Like they, they don't get is playing stupid good. They no, that's what I'm talking, I'm talking about. I'm talking They're about Giannis. Out of their mind. No, I'm talking about Giannis. Giannis is oh, like my bad. there's a case we made here that like he's probably gonna win back to back MVPs. His numbers are stupid, but the Bucks are getting like no press this year. Like literally nobody's talking about Giannis. Nothing. Nobody's talking about the Bucks. Three. They're crushing it. Team game winning yeah, streak. The they're one of only two. The they're one of only two teams that are top five in both offense and defense. Nobody's talking about the Bucks because it was like last year. It was like oh the cute small market team yada yada yada. But now there are legitimate stars in L.A. and in also L.A. Uh, and in Houston and in Dallas. So that's all people are talking about. Um, but I'm glad you just pulled up Markel Fultz's numbers. I know you just clicked out of them, but uh, he is over his last 15 averaging. Um, 15 and 15 points and, and eight assists um, or something along those lines. Uh, eight assists, five, five assists over his last 10 games, whatever they, his minutes have slowly ticked up. Um, he's the most efficient player when finishing around the hoop um, out of all guards this season. So that's super impressive. Uh, he's really, really good. He looks like he's going to be really, really good for a long time. We might've found our answer at point guard, which is super exciting. Also, I sent you guys a funny picture of Terrence Ross just now. I just liked it. It was very cute. Lovely. Uh, um, can you quit really quick? Click over to Giannis and the Bucks so we can just really bask in the glory and the greatness 
that is the the fucking Milwaukee. Deer noises are intensifying as the season goes on, and they will not be ignored. I will say this: they've been they've been playing really, really well. Cream City, Cream City. Oh, I I love that. It's those jerseys. The jerseys are great. If I was are great, I was still in college. If I was still in college, I would have won a hundred percent by a fucking Cream City jersey and wear it to every party. Oh, I God. never went to. Like, dude, oh, you just, God. you're rocking that to the the darty. You got your snapback on backwards. The you're, you're just walk, you're, you're hammered. You know, you're like nine oh. natty lights deep, and you just go up to uh, actually an Iowa oh. Keystone light. You just talking to all the sorority girls, like, "Hey, girl, you want to go to Cream City?" Oh my God, <laughs> Nikki, please plug, please for the love of God, just plug. I think I'm all retired. <laughs> Follow oh, me at Nikki Palooza. Click on the damn bucks. We need to see the glory that is. It's Giannis. right here. I got eight percent left fucking on my fucking battery. Rushing. We gotta wrap yeah, this okay. shit up. Yeah, 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 right. click, click on the bucks. Click on them. Oh click on them. While we're clicking, uh, you can follow yeah, you NBA plug. at NBA Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can follow me at J underscore Kilas on Instagram and Twitter. Please don't forget to give the podcast a five star rating and review. We greatly appreciate it. Helps us get up in the ratings. The Bucks are really good. They've won 13 in a row. <laughs> They're pretty fucking good. Uh, that's it. Well, um, for Tad, for Nikki, for Jay, this has been NBA. And we're out. Yay. Show me those Giannis stats. <laughs> <laughs>